Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Journey Through Sonship podcast. I am Calvin Calhoun, and today we want to talk about whether you are a thermostat or a thermometer. Our scripture will be coming from Mark chapter 5, and we're going to read a testimony here, uh, starting at verse 22. Uh, it says, and when Jesus, I'm sorry, verse 21, and when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him. And he was nigh unto the sea, and behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet, and besought him greatly, saying, My daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him, and thronged him. That's verse 24. Let's go down to verse number 35 for the sake of time. It says, While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter, James and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he said unto them, Why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him, and entereth in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand, and said unto her, Talitha kumi, which is being interpreted, Damsel, I say unto thee, Arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years, and they were astonished with a great astonishment. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it, and commanded that something should be given her, to eat. When we look at this, first of all, we see that Jairus had a daughter that was lying at the point of death, and he knew that he could get healing, and he knew that he could get his daughter healed if he had went to Jesus, okay? Um, Jesus, of course, had so many people around him, and we know that the in, in this process, the woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment was healed, she was made whole in this process, but yet the ruler, one of the rulers of the synagogue, uh, one of the rulers of uh, Jairus' house comes out and says what? The, the daughter is dead, why trouble Jesus any further? The daughter's dead. And as soon as Jesus heard, what did he do? He said, be not afraid, only believe. Now Jairus believed that Jesus could heal his daughter, okay? But yet, when someone brought word that the daughter was dead, Jesus still said, be not afraid, but believe. And he suffered no man. So he brought only uh, three of the other 12 disciples. Now, Jesus was very unique in the sense that he knew who he could take with him where he was going. He didn't take all 12 with him everywhere he went. Even on the Mount of Configuration, he only took three of the disciples, three of the 12 disciples. But here he takes Peter, James, and John. And they go to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, see it, the tumult, the people that are weeping, the wailing people, okay? 
And then Jesus asked the people who are wailing, you know, what are you doing? Why are you weeping? The damsel's not dead, but sleeps. Then the people who were there that was weeping and wailing. Now, Jesus then walked in the room. He said, they, what? They laughed at him. They scorned him. And what did he do? He put them out. For many of us, we need to put the weeping and the mourners out of our lives. The people who keep negative things around us that hinder us from receiving and believing the truth of what Jesus is saying about our situation, we need to loose them and release them. We need to get them out of our lives. Because if you notice, Jesus dealt with them immediately. Look, I will. this will not be done in front of them because they don't believe. But you believe. You came to me. And when Jairus came, it says, what well, he took the father and the mother of the damsel in there. And what did he do? He raised her. He told her to arise and give her something to eat. One of the things we have to understand, I'm going to put this down right here to the side. One of the things we have to understand is that when Jesus comes into our situation, the atmosphere can change. It can change immediately. But what it says, you have to believe. Now, if Jairus didn't believe, then he was wasting his time going to Jesus. But he believed that Jesus could change his situation. Do you know that when you bring the kingdom of God into a situation, especially, hear me please, as y'all are entering this hump day. <laughs> if you bring the kingdom of God into your situation, into your workplace, the atmosphere will change. But the problem is, Either you're going to choose to be a thermometer or you're going to choose to be a thermostat. So let me let you know right now. Religious people are like thermometers. All they can do is take the temperature of the room. But sons of God are thermostats. Why? Because they can change the atmosphere of a room. They can change the atmosphere. Because when, when a son comes, the son is carrying the presence of God. And when we carry the presence of God, one of the titles that Jesus had was that he is the prince of peace. They also tell us to do what? Put on our shoes, have our feet shod with the gospel of peace. What's the gospel of peace? It's the gospel of the kingdom. And when Jesus comes into our situation and we have surrendered ourselves and our will and our way to Christ's way, then guess what? The kingdom comes in and has an immediate impact. But why can't we do this? See, see, the kingdom comes not in word, but in power. So you just can't walk in talking about something. I'm a kingdom kid. I'm a child's kid. I can't do it. No. The true worshipers shall worship him in truth and in spirit. And you must be real about your walk. I can tell you the number of times on my job, and I'm, I'm telling you, I can't recall a last quote-unquote bad day I've had. I've seen Jesus come in on my job and minister to so many people who are coming into that pharmacy. I've seen spirits cast out right there. Been a part of one. Been a part of a couple of them myself. But truly, God... Is do can do a mighty work on your job. You gotta stop thinking the only time job that God can do something is on Sunday, Saturday, or Wednesday. 
No, he says, be ye holy as I am holy. He says, greater work shall you do. Well, if greater work shall you do, then guess what? You're not called to just sit in an atmosphere and let it be. No, you're called to bring the kingdom of God into that atmosphere and change the atmosphere because sons of God are thermostats. We change the atmosphere the moment we walk in. But if you walk in in your strength, in your attitude, your way, you're not changing anything. Nothing moves. Everywhere Jesus went, there was a change. Something happened. Why? Because the Father was working through the Son. And guess what? For each and every one of us, the Father wants to work through you too. He absolutely does. And let me say, your, oh Lord, your talent that you put on, your, your job that you go to is a space for you to share the, not just the message of Jesus Christ or the message of the gospel of the kingdom, but to put it on display. You're called to bring the rule of God on your job. Because there's somebody there who needs to hear the truth of Jesus Christ. There's some there that, that, that know Jesus Christ already, but guess what? They're in they're in they're oppressed by spirits, they're oppressed by strongholds that need to be broken. And God sent you. God sent you to help deliver them from that stronghold. But if you never see it that way, and you never put some time in to study, to show thyself approved. You never put some time in to develop your relationship with the Lord. It ain't going to happen. You'll just be a thermometer on your job. You'll suffer and succumb to whatever the atmosphere is. Because all you can do is take the temperature of the room. When you're called to change the atmosphere of the room. When Jesus came into uh, that situation, the first thing he did, he questioned the mourners. And then when he told them if they would just believe, and he told them who he, basically who he was, they laughed and scorned him. For so many of us, that's the problem right there. We have the wrong people around us. Straight up, you can't receive your healing because you don't believe. And you keep the mourning people around you. The people who, who all they see is that they, even when Jesus walks into their life, they do not recognize him. They don't believe him. And many of us have people around us that's just like that. And the sad part is, instead of still believing and keeping holding fast to the truth of what Jesus said about our situation, we go with the mourners. We stay with the mourners. We believe the mourners. Jairus could have said, you know what? It's okay, Jesus. We're just barrier. He could have, but he didn't. He didn't listen to those unbelievers. He didn't listen. He didn't let nothing stop him from reaching Jesus and continue to believe that Jesus could raise his daughter. Nothing. So I say to you, don't let anything stop you from receiving your healing. Don't let anything stop you from overcoming. Don't let anything stop you from believing that uh, you can't overcome family trauma and past hurts and walk in the true freedom of Christ. Don't let no, please don't let the morning people um, rob you of this situation. Please. All the morning people are, morning people are, are unbelievers. Some of them are believers too. 
they don't have a relationship with God. They only know God as a genie. But you have to determine what did Jesus say? The Bible says what? That my word goes out of my mouth and will not return to me void. It shall what? Accomplish all that I sent it to do. And if that's the case, if Jesus is the Prince of Peace and the kingdom come not in word but in power and where the kingdom come, it crushes the works of the enemy. Why would we not want to submit to the rule of God over our life and then bring God into our workplace, into our situation and say, Lord, have your way. What would you have me to do? See, then Second Chronicles becomes very important. And what? If my people who are called by my name shall what? Humble themselves. Pray. Seek my face. But boy, here it is. Turn from your wicked ways. We don't want to change. We don't want to turn from my wicked ways. So he says, then will I hear. See, we want, we, we want God to answer every one of our prayers, but we're not willing to change. How do you expect God to come into your situation? How do you expect the kingdom of God to rule on your job when you're still acting like the world? I have some very unique messages coming out in the next week or so about being an accessory to death. That is just, I am urging believers, you got to start making a stand for what is right and what is wrong. You don't expect the kingdom to show up at all if you're not willing to make a stand for what's right and what's wrong. Don't expect anything because that's a double-lined individual. And the Bible says don't, he should not expect that he should receive anything from the Lord. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so I urge you, I pray with you, I urge you, do not let the morning people hinder you from receiving the truth of God and, and the reality of what God is going to do and can do through you, not just on your jobs, in your family, in your personal life, to help make you free, to help you walk in the freedom of Christ as a son of God. Do not let anyone stop you from that. The people who can stop you are not just arbitrary, random people. For many people, it's people who say they are their friends. And in some cases, in many cases, it's also family. Yeah, it can be family too. So you, gotta, you better be able to hear the voice of the Lord in these days. Because it's very critical. If you want to be free, if you want to walk in the freedom of Christ, you better obey God. If you want the kingdom of God to impact your job, impact the people around you, to, to, to change everything, guess what? Start being a thermostat and submitting to the rule of God over your life and bring him with you. You wake up in the morning saying, oh, hell, I got to go to this job. If that's your mentality right there, don't expect nothing. Many of us should be very grateful for the opportunities that we do have, regardless of what the job is, because somebody there needs to hear the gospel of the kingdom. Somebody needs to hear it, and God sent you. He didn't send your pastor, didn't send your apostle, didn't send your, send your spiritual father. He sent you. 
We got to stop thinking everybody wants to come to our church and receive the word. No, God said he's sending us out. He's sending us out. And if you live the word and the word becomes flesh in you and you become a manifestation of that walking word, someone's going to see Christ. I'm telling you that as a witness. Somebody going to see him. And the very thing they're struggling with, they're going to they're gonna see Christ in you. They're going to be very vulnerable. And they're going to they're gonna ask the tough questions. They're going to seek the help. And guess what? The Lord will make them free by his truth. Because how the enemy gets the stronghold is by lies and deception. So it's time for us to stop being thermometers. And start being thermostats. And I want to thank um, Papa Dana Thompson and, and Lord has they took him home two years ago. And I can never forget when he um, said that one little message about, hey, we're called to be thermostats and not thermometers. That thing hit me. And let me tell you something. I put that into play every day. I can tell you the last time I had a real bad day at work was during the pandemic where I actually had a panic attack. Outside of that, no. No. I refuse to let that win. And since I brought the kingdom of God in, since I brought Christ into the situation, there is a peace. Can't tell you. There is a peace that rules in that pharmacy. No matter how busy it gets, there is still a peace. And that peace permeates through my coworkers. They just know that it's a great day today. If you want that, submit to the rule of the king. If you want that, submit to the rule of the king. Submit, bring the kingdom of God into your workplace and into your life and watch the change. So may God bless you till we meet again on the Journey Through Sonship podcast. This message is inspired by my beloved brother, beloved spiritual father, and a beloved son of God, Apostle Dana Thompson. I miss you. I love you. Thank you for all that you have done, and we truly do miss you, but we know that your legacy lives on in not just your family, but also your, uh, your spiritual sons and daughters, and especially through our family. So God bless you till we meet again on the Journey Through Sonship podcast.